Hey guys, Dan and Cannon here. Cannon, are you going to the Fence Workers Association's uh, fence show? Oh, you better believe it. And I'm going to get in for free, Dan. And I'm going to tell you how you can get in for free, too. Hey, just click that link below the show and enter code MFL50. That's MFL50, Dan. We'll get three days free admission to the exhibit floor to the Fence Show and Security Expo, Las Vegas, Nevada, August 2023. Cannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. You're listening to My Fence Life. Powered by Southwest Automated Security. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. What is up, Fence Lifers? Welcome to the live edition of My Fence Life. Hey, guys, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's time for My Fence Life Live. I'm your co-host, Cannon. This is the other co-host, Dan Blanc. And right now, tonight, guys, it's a little bit weird. Dan has taken control of the show last week and this week. He's learning. He's got his training wheels on, so it's a little bit different. But bear with us. We're going to get through this together, guys. Hey guys, tonight we've got Kevin Nelson. He's with us tonight from Hip Square MF Fence Company. Guess what the MF is, Dan? My friend. What? Down in beautiful Panama City, <laughs> Florida. Like that. MF. How'd you come up with MF? Oh, I just, I'll, I don't know. That's tough right there. Um, <laughs> hey, look, guys, Kevin has been in the fence business for five years, but his beautiful, long, gorgeous Irish red beard is nine years old. And so, what that means, Dan? He's had a beard ever since he's been fencing, but he hasn't been fencing ever since he's had a beard. Think about that. Don't think too hard. No, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Hey, look, man, this is the man that can build your fence and then go out back and repair your boat all in one stop. He's extremely active in the AFA, NAFCA, and other organizations, and he's he's active in the fence industry in general. He's very well-spoken. I'm looking forward to that, and I can't wait to talk with Kevin from Hillsborough Fence. Dano. Yeah. What are you doing over there? Nothing, man. I'm uh, trying to get ready for the music. Are you nervous a little bit? No, not nervous. I'm good, man. I'm good. I feel like I feel like I feel like Daddy gave me the keys of the car. I finally get to go out. I'm on. I got a date. You know. And I'm just like in a, in a and I'm picking up a big old red bearded guy. What what is hip square? I don't know, man. Isn't it one of those? Big ass squares? I think it is. Like Let me a see. Hold square, on. But a speed square, but jumbo size. Really? Hold on. Let's see what Urban Dictionary says. I got my computer right here. You don't need to do that. Is that a thing? <laughs> it is. You don't need to read that. Yeah. Ur- you don't need to read that. Are you ready for this? Uh, Urban Dictionary says it's just enough ghetto to be cool. Example? <laughs> They probably know some good yo mama jokes and are living good. <laughs> That's what a hip square means. I have no idea. I've always called those really big squares a hip square. And I'm assuming that's what it is. But it's also just enough ghetto. Just enough. To be cool. Yeah. Or just enough beard to be cool. <laughs> well, look, hey, when we get Kevin on here, we got to let him clarify that one for us. Yeah. We'll ask him. Is that fair? Yeah, I'm down. Let's roll. What is up, Fence fam? Welcome to the realest and the best and number one freaking Fence show on the planet. Is there any other Fence shows? No, I'm kidding. There are. I'm pretty humble about it. 
Dan Wheeler, Joe Evers, <laughs> Nathan Downs. Those are some other great fence shows, but not they're not the realest and the best. They're not the number one fence show on the planet. That's this show, My Fence Life, and especially My Fence Life Live, Dano. Hey, let's make it official, guys. The date tonight is Wednesday, January the 18th, and the time, because we're always a little bit late, guys. It ain't never 6.30, and it ain't never 6.32. It's 6.44 p.m. Central Standard Time, and Dan, I wouldn't have it any other freaking way. Hey, guys, this show is for you, and this show is for us. We call it My Fence Life. And if you're living the fence life, you understand just how real that can be. So, look, we need you to be real with us. Do us a favor. If you like the show, share the show. Tell all your other fence friends about the show every week, every week. Guys, we've been doing this for two and a half years, and every week we get a, a, a message, an email, a notification, a comment, something. Hey, I've just found your show. Hey, guys, you're letting us down. you got to share the show sooner. People two years later are just now being exposed to my fence life. We need your help. Tell all these people. And if they don't have a Facebook account, that's fine. Guess what? We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all these other gazillion, a billion freaking podcast platforms. (laughs) Tons of them. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Hey, guys, my name is Cannon Johnson. I'm with Jackson Fence Company in good old Medina, Tennessee, West Tennessee, that is. We do all things fence with a stronghold in the residential market and a growing focus on gate automation and commercial fencing. And this is my co-host, my handsome, good old buddy, old pal. Look at him with all that expert stainless steel stacked up beside his desk. Oh, it looks good over there. (laughs) Dan freaking Blanc. Dan is who we call the fence king. He's from Mandeville, Louisiana, and he's a New Orleans Saints fan, and they are not in the playoffs this year. And the fence king, though, is known for his beautiful wood fence and providing privacy, security, and peace of mind since 1999. And together, this is my show and Dan's show. This is our show, My Fence. Everybody here. Everybody here. Let's get into it. Let's get started. Get started. Get started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Yeah, man. I was right on cue there, huh? Hey, guys, we got three rules to the show. We're going to be talking beer. We're going to be talking bourbon. We're going to be talking business. Uh, I'm sipping on some High West whiskey. Not the rye that I like, but that's what I'm sipping on tonight, man. How about you? Man, I'm sipping on a Shane Cat and Good Shepherd Fence special Miller Lite. Had two of these tall boys in the fridge, and they had to have somewhere to go tonight, so here we are. (laughs) I hear you, man. So, uh, oh, my computer's going crazy on me, bro. You're right. You're right. When you run the show, things just get crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they don't know how to act, ain't it? (laughs) It's, It's nuts, man. I work on this computer all day, and now it's like going crazy on me <laughs> at least they just mine yeah so look guys y'all let us know what you're sipping in the comments go ahead and uh we'll give you a shout out man oh, man i love it hey guys just so you uh just so you know we're coming to you live tonight from the southwest automated security studio and speaking of southwest automated security i want to give a shout out right now to susan k Worley of sas southwest automated security for taking my spot last week and doing a jam up job dan you and Susan looked like a natural fit, and I really thought something was going on there. But y'all handled y'all handled business. Y'all had a great show. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Tony Thornton was great too, by the way. Hey guys, again, Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop for gate automation, access control, video surveillance, hardware, and more. With 19 locations, that's a whole lot of places. Southwest Automated Security will get the products that you want to your doorstep fast. Visit SouthwestAutomated.com. Cute. Get cool, cool, and I like it cool, cool.
You got it, didn't you, though, Dan? Uh, you're, you're there. I got it, man. Problem was, I had the music turned down. I hit it and was like, hey, what's happening? <laughs> so, look, guy, this is the part of the show where I read a review. But I decided not to read a review this week. I've got some good information for some people, and uh, I think this is going to be great. I think everybody knows Kenny Dugan, a.k.a. The Stain Man. And he's going to sponsor two people for the next Staining University. Okay? Can't go wrong with that, right? Yes, sir. And uh, he's got an Airbnb with two extra rooms. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and sponsor some people and uh, let them ride on my ride on my coattails. He's also going to buy you meals. But how do you enter in to win? Well, that's why we're doing it right now during the uh, review process. <clears throat> it's a deal you can't beat, guys. Just go to My Fence Slice Podcast on Apple, do a five-star review, and use the hashtag Fence Lifer in your review when to be entering to the drawing. Make sure you put your name on there. You might be uh, Kevin Nelson, hyphen, hashtag Fence Lifer. Go ahead and sign your review. We're going to pass those over to Kenny. Kenny's going to do a little drawing, and you'll get a free ride to, uh, when is it? It's in Tennessee, man. February 16th and 17th in Alexandria, Tennessee. Right. Can't beat that, man. Good deal. The tear just right out of my eye, Dan. Aww. <laughs> hey, Kenny Dugan, man, thank you for what you're doing. Two free tickets. Yeah, yeah man, you just got to get there. You just got to find, just, all you got to do is drive there. Drive with Dan. Yeah, well, I'm not going. You're not going? No, no, I'm not. I'm not going. I got Fence Tech the next week, I think. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I'm busy, bro. Busy. Mm-hmm. What up, Alan Baldwin in the house? We got go to hang out with Alan last week over at the Mr. Fence Academy retreat. What's up, Alan? Yeah, let's bring on, uh, let's bring on Mr. Uh, Kevin Nelson. Oh, look at him. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> What's everyone you, doing? Doing good, man. What you sipping on over there? I am sipping on a Angry Orchard hard cider. That was what was in the fridge. So, Are you at home or the office? I am at home, yeah. I'm in the office in the back of the of the house. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's not a bad choice to drink on, though. No, it's actually pretty good. I think the white bottom. So, uh, yeah, it's not bad. I'm usually a Crown Royal guy, so. Oh. Thank you for taking it easy. Pepper drinks these uh, these apple ciders from England. I forget the name of them, but they're really good. Yeah, I'm on the second one. It's uh, it's not bad. I'm still on my first one. (laughs) (laughs) I was was talking about, uh, I had to get the bottle off, the opener off of it with my handy knife that I carry with me all the time. I had the bottle opener. What is that knife? It was a Milwaukee. Um, I'm, a, I'm kind of a, a knife guy, but uh, so I always have one on me, you know. And uh, it's a uh, it's a Milwaukee, and it's the like a seven or eight and one. It's like a quick open, quick close. The blade's actually like a serrated razor blade, and they can flip it upside down. Do you oil that thing? That's off the No, no, no. It's it's worn bad. We use it as a hammer, as a pry bar. It's got a fillet head, <laughs> a flat head. It's nice and slim, you know. I'm, uh, what uh, what do you carry on? I know you got to carry something. Man, yeah, hell yeah. So look, I keep a Leatherman on me 
almost all the time. So I picked this up at Tractor Supply. I don't know, thirty, forty dollars. It wasn't a whole lot of money. And um yeah, I picked it up actually in Evansville, Indiana, visiting Sean King one day. I don't know why, but I, I grabbed this when I was in there. I think I had his credit card or something. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, man. So it's it's it just clips in your pocket. You get the blade. I tightened my rent my screws up the other day, so now my blade is really, really hard to open. Um, but if I loosen it up, my my pocket thing is loose. I don't know what's going on there. But I open it up, get a little set of pliers. <clears throat> yeah. You've got everything you need. You want to see what I carry? Oh, I bet you got a hell of a knife. I actually carry this little bitty pocket knife. Why? Because <laughs> it has a it has a bottle opener on it, and it's oh, great and fits in my pocket. But really, I, I'm I'm more of a pistol guy. That's what I carry everywhere I go. Sure, sure. So if you see me, I got one in my pocket. That's just part of living in the South, I think. <laughs> yeah. So that's a pistol. I saw. I was wondering, are you happy to see me, or is that a pistol? Toting. Matter of fact, I got that baby right here. Look, magnetic, right underneath my desk. <laughs> Boom. Love it. Love it. So, Kevin, man, tell us about yourself. Who is Kevin Nelson? I know I know you're a little TikTok famous. You're still doing TikToks? You know, not as much as I used to. It was uh, just kind of kind of get a um, get a, a hold in that market. You know, you kind of you kind of need to have a little something on all the platforms. You know? Right. And uh, so now that's that's what it was. It's just getting a, uh, a platform, you know, getting on the platform, getting established, you know, getting some followers. And uh, that's pretty much it. And, uh, um, so no, I don't, I don't get on there a whole lot anymore. And, uh, but no, who's Kevin Nelson? I'm a, um, wait, well, let me, let me rephrase this. Who is, I'm going to, we're going to open this up a little bit more. Who is Kevin Nelson and what in the hell does hip square mean? Ah, okay. <laughs> so the whole thing about the uh, hip square is from my wife and hip square came from, um, back in the seventies, her father had a, um, a head shop and it was a square building and they had, they sold high times and water beds and they sold a bunch of other things. And it was always like when people would get off work, they would go down to the, you know, to the hip square and uh, that's where they'd hang out. Ah. So that's where the hip square uh, business name came from. But uh, so whenever um, my wife's ex-husband came to her in the early two thousands and uh, he was um always about, you know, trying to make a buck. And one of his friends told him about the fencing business and uh, he flew up north somewhere and uh, found out, you know, and copied his friend that had a fencing business, came back down and pitched it to my wife, who's in the accounting industry, you know, the banking industry, and uh, gave her a business plan and went over it. So they went into business and uh, fenced all the way up until uh, the 2008 recession. Did really, really well. And at that time, he hurt himself and... Um, so she would um, keep had to keep the crews running, and uh, so she would subcontract mm-hmm. out, and uh, use subs still selling fence, and uh, kept it going, and uh, they got a divorce, and um, we got together, and um, I had just gotten out of the Coast Guard, and um, I was running the um, our Yamaha Marine business over here in uh, Panama City Beach, Florida, and. Um, so yeah, we hooked up, and uh, she did her banking thing. We had, she had an accounting business, and um, I worked on the base over here as a government contractor uh, for the special forces, and um, for a while, up until about two thousand uh, and eighteen, was whenever the uh, Hurricane Michael. We had a really bad hurricane come through, and it uh, messed up a lot. And uh, she started getting a whole lot of calls for fencing. 
And at that time, I was doing a lot of traveling for the uh, for the for the uh, Marine Corps uh, as a contractor. And so I was gone like every two weeks out of every month. And uh, we had just had a daughter. And so she's like, hey, you ever thought about fencing? And I told her no. And she's so, um, you know, I just at that point, coming from a technician background or a military background, I needed to know what, you know, how do you build a fence? What, you know, there's got to be a book on There's got to be a manual like, a, you know, they got, they got a Haynes manual for a car. Is, you know? is there? Right, right. That's what you know, exactly. So that's where I Exactly. So I, that's what I got in, into. Uh, I, the, I know what you're talking about. You, know, you would think so, right? <laughs> but uh, the, and there really isn't because I found it's not regulated like an electrician or a um, or a plumber. You know, it's not really regulated um, because it's not attached to the house, and um, that's why it's kind of the wild west down here in Florida. And um, but uh, so but there are manuals and there are uh, experts in the field, and where I found that to be was the associations. Um, the associations, um, you know, uh, the first one I went to was the North American Fence Contractors Association because it was the closest one and it was down in Sebring, Florida. And it, it was a great class. And uh, I, I've sent uh, I've sent uh, people from my um, I've sent employees there. So it's a great school. And. Um, and then what then on, what's Nathan Downs talking about? The good old Chilton defense. I have no oh. idea. <laughs> it sounds yeah. hilarious. So, but yeah, then the AFA and, you know, just any training that I could absorb coming from that technician background, I just, and, uh, so yeah, there really is a, um, it opened my eyes to fencing and it's a, um, you know, coming from rebuilding engines and, you know, marine business, you know, it's just something totally different, but, uh, we have a couple other different businesses that we do also. So it's, uh, you know, we have a, a motorcycle, uh, brand called the Lucky 13 that we're, uh, partners in. Really? And, um, yeah. And, uh, we have, uh, the Marine business, which is, uh, Nelson Services, where we hold a contract from the Marine Corps to repair multi fuel burning engines. Uh, the ones that go on the Zodiacs that the Navy SEALs use. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my previous, uh, job. And so whenever I left, I was the subject matter expert. So I just started up another LLC and went after and got the government contracts. And so I run that, uh, you know, I, I've scaled it down a lot, but, uh, so yeah, it's a um, as far as the fence business goes, it's a it's a great avenue. I, I never really knew it about you know whenever I was looking at uh, going into it, you know, looking at the numbers, you know, obviously sales is where it's at, you know. So you just see the numbers, uh, and you're like, oh my gosh, and uh, they're like, yes, yeah, end it, it's good. You know, you so, mentioned you mentioned coming from a military background. I just signed a contract with a guy to do a fence, and he is a naval aviator. Mm-hmm. And um, that guy read every period, every exclamation point, every highlight, every 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 everything, and still had a question. And mm-hmm. he it's said something, thorough. and I'm like, "Well, you know, that's because of this. That's because of that." You know, and he said, uh, "Well, you know, the manuals I'm used to reading, the contracts I'm used to reading, were written in blood." <laughs> People died, and that's why they're in the manual. So can we Absolutely. change? So I had to write kind of like an addendum. You know, I sent it to him. With your blood? And no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have to do it in blood. But <laughs> he ended up uh, sending an email back, and it was all reasonable stuff because a lot of the things in our agreement is because it's something that happened twenty years ago. This one lady got over on me, and it cost me money, right? But yeah, talk about wanting a manual to build a fence. I can definitely see. Why you're thinking that coming from a military background, sure. you know? Sure. 
And the uh, for, for the AFA is what I've seen has has done the most in that aspect. You know, and Tony Thornton uh, you know, has done a lot for that for putting a, a manual together. And uh, if I can get on that pre-sell list for that manual that he's coming out with, you know, absolutely, I look forward <laughs> to that as well. I haven't heard of this. Oh, yeah, he's got a Fitz Bible, I believe, that he's coming out with. He's writing a book. Uh, like I said, I just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tony's writing a book. We talked about it uh, on the show last week that uh, Susan Worley co-hosted. Thank you, Susan, again. And, uh, yeah, Tony's Tony's got some stuff, man. You know, Brian with the FWA is working on writing a book for uh, the ag, ag uh, fencing. So... We need some people really out there taking the knowledge they got. I also heard ArcSight just wrote a book. What's up with the books all of a sudden? ArcSight wrote a book? Yeah, man. And David Gatto was in it. Sean King, Matt Warner. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. I, I saw can't that. believe I just spelled his names out like that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe Evers was in it. Uh, David Gatto. Who else? Sean and Matt and Tony, maybe. I don't know. Some, one of Sean was in there, too? Sean was involved? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if he's not, we're just going to say he is. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been, should have been, would have been. Yeah, yeah. So, so man, so let's talk. Let's talk about let's talk about fence down in Panama City, man. I I seen you on TikTok with that rope you were pulling. You driving post, man. Post driver, six foot above your head. A throttle, a throttle cable. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a throttle cable, and I can't take credit for it. I mean, what? Um, Actually, in the, in the school down in Sebring, a, uh, a company called uh, Qual Line Fence and, a, and a, an older gentleman named Ray Stance, he's been driving post for 30, 40 years. And if you follow him on uh, Qual Line on Facebook or anything, they just do these wood fence that are just exquisite. But um, so they've been driving, but they use air drivers and gas. But I got the idea from the air drivers. They have hoses that come down and they just have the operation. You know, they operate it right there from the ground with the, mm-hmm. the valve. So it just made sense with a, a gas-powered one, get a long throttle cable, do the same thing, you know, and it's more portable. Put a handle down at the bottom. You don't even need a handle. You just need a throttle. You, just, you know, because it's up there. It's, it's, it's just going to, it's, it's coming down, you know, and as far as hopping off, I haven't had that problem. We've been on some pretty big hills where we'll mm-hmm. take a chain uh, from the come along or something, wrap it around the handle of it when we go up, you know, when because we, we stand up the post with that driver. And it, it'll be up there pretty tall sometimes, you know. So, um, but uh, then you just hit the gas and it just drives it down, you know. It's pretty easy, please. You yeah. Got ladders. I think I saw you driving like a 21 foot piece of pipe. We, we've driven some pretty tall ones because sometimes we'll get into some muddy and some sandy conditions down here where you just really, you know, you drive it, you know, the four foot that you think you want to and then it spins. You drive it another four foot and it, you can grab it and spin it with your hand. Um, so, yeah, it gets to a point where, uh, you know, you really have to. We're, we're in soft beach sand in some spots. You know, we're in rocks some other places, and just like anybody else. Um, but we do have the best digging as, as, as far as uh, in Florida area. From where I've seen traveling around, the digging, you know, there's a reason why there's a lot of fencers in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, uh, we, we were driving a postmaster job last week, and I was telling Tony about this. You know, we drove some uh, postmasters 40 inches in the ground. Now here, that's great. Now, I know Chris Gass over in the Lafayette area, I think he drives them like 54 inches. Mm-hmm. We drive them 40, more than enough. We drove this job 40, and Dylan literally was got on FaceTime and showed me he was pulling them out the ground. Well, Chris Gass, uh, 54 inches, 
Isn't he a Chadiana stronger choice? I think he is. I think he is. I think he is, man. But uh, I don't even know what Acadiana is. Is that a town? Like so, Acadiana, it's like a region, like um, you know, like the Gulf Coast, right? Yeah. Acadiana is like all all those parishes in that area. Look, there's Chris Gas right now. Um, Trademark that shit, Gas. Trademark it. Yeah, Acadiana, strongest toys. point. Yeah. <laughs> he's you know he's uh he's That's over there dude, using like he's o- he's over there using expert stainless steel for his fencing, man. He did a black fence, which turned out really, really cool. I think he ran in a, a learning curve with it. And, um, yeah, expert stainless steel. You know, we love those guys. I got the buckets right here. We're using it, and we're looking at uh, taking it to the next level with those guys. He says, we actually went down at 48 because 54 was too strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I was telling him that. I said, Chris... I don't know if you need to go 54. Think about it. If you're driving, the more you drive, the more work the machine's doing, and the sooner the machine is going to break. So if less is still just as good, then go less, you know? So I'm glad to see that he's knocked a few inches off of there and saving on his equipment. But I think he bought a uh, sky drill also. How's that working for you, Chris? Let us know in the comments. That's where I got my. Um, it was the same uh, that race dance with Paul line. He's he works hand in hand with the uh, the R and D at that sky drill or ski drill. I'm not sure how you pronounce it either. But um, he worked hand he works hand in hand developed some of the, uh, the 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 tooling and whatnot. And uh, I guess because of the anvil design, it's supposed to hit harder than any of the other gas powered uh, drivers. Now, have you found I, that to be true or what? Yeah, from what I've seen, uh, as far as like the ready drivers and the Titan drivers, um, it, it drives it drives back hard. And what's that? What have you used? What all? What's your? I mean, what's your? I've used the Titan and I've used the ready driver, um, and pretty much the ones at the fence schools. Um, you know that they have. I think the last one they had. Um, yeah, I've, I've used the ones with the extensions on them. You know, and so as far as gas powered drivers, it drives. Um, it, it drives harder, and even uh, when I sent an employee down to Sebring, you and, say that like it's not real noticeable, though. Is it noticeable? Or it's, it, yeah, it's pretty noticeable. I mean, when I talked to them, I I, I asked the guy because um, I was I didn't know anything about drivers, so I I called him and I, I talked to the uh, development guy, and I said I want to buy once and I want to cry once, you know. So what do I need, you know? And uh, he said, you want. It's uh, it's the two-stroke design because you're going to be if, the way if you lay it on the ground, you know your oil pickup. You might start it for oil, and as long as you put the pre-mix in there that you get from, we just get it from Lowe's. You know, I'm not mixing my own gas. Put it in there, it's not going to run out of oil. So as long as it's running, it's got oil, last you know long time. So I'm a, and I'm a two-stroke guy. You say you're not mixing your own gas. I heard them little cans got up to like twenty-five dollars. I don't know. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I think they did. I said I'm mixing my gas again. Man, we got. Yeah, we, you say that. And I used to mix them uh, a lot of two-stroke gas. I used to be the guy. Oh my gosh, I can mix it myself. But then whenever it came to just storing it in the easy cans that you can just buy and throw in your truck, um, it would it became just a no-brainer. You know, right. especially for those small motors, it, it keeps good. You know, you're not worried about mixing. You know, it's. We got it's a couple so comments on this sky drill, uh, Chris Gas. Um, I'll pull it back up. Sky Drill is a bad dude. We're trying to perfect the adapter for the Postmaster. I'm waiting for the prototype to arrive. 
So apparently they don't have an adapter for the Postmaster. So have you? What are you driving? I don't drive Postmaster. I drive. Uh, well, I do drive Postmaster. I've driven it with the uh, the big coupler because uh, the anvil on the one that we have it goes out to like a four inch or, or five inch post. So we have driven uh, with them, but we drive round pipe. Uh, the Postmaster and the links that we got to drive. I started ch- having to weld onto the bottoms of them. Availability and all that. I just order full sticks of two and three eighths. You know, schedule forty. Uh, 24 foot long, you know, and just order the bundle of them. So we can cut them to whatever length I need. Uh, usually cut them at an angle. So that if we hit roots or whatever, it'll usually go through. You know, All right. We can, right. Wow. So, yeah. Robert Ro- I usually Looker. just drive the excess in the ground, whatever I can, you know, if it's, I usually try to well, cut the stick in half and just drive the excess in the ground. I've never done that. The the round pipe with, I call them wacky the adapters. Yeah, I've never done it, not one time, ever. They're not all created equal. There's definitely different, you know, they have the styles that just wrap around the post and have a bolt in the middle. Those are kind of wacky brackets. Then they have the L-bracket style that actually is like an L-bracket that sits on the post and has a strap that goes around the back. It's a lot more of a durable one. We're doing one of those right tomorrow. So you, the one you're talking about has a bottom. And the it has a bottom, so it actually will hold the stringer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the ones, we've used both of them, but uh, yeah, that's the ones we use now are the ones that hold the stringers. It's just a lot more durable. And they both work, you know, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think the ones they sell on Amazon are the ones, the wacky brackets, they, like you're calling it. I've always heard them called wacky. Is that what you wacky? call them? Yeah, wacky. No, no I'm going to use it though. Yeah, I've always called them wacker brackets. We uh, back in the day, I've used them, but you know, we drive two and three eighths, and we drive three inch galvanized, or two and three eighths and two and seven eighths, whatever you want to call it. Your gate post, and um, we drive those for our gate post for postmasters because I'm thinking, you know, these people are buying lifetime warranty galvanized postmaster posts, and then we're going to put some wood posts for their gates. Just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. You know, Um, so we drive those and we found that in our ground, you got to drive them pretty far. So what we started doing was, is we started digging a two foot hole, two foot by eight inch hole. And then we put our pipe in there and we drive it. Uh, I think we're driving them 42 inches and then we concrete the top two foot. Damn. Yeah. And we wet set those, by the way, because it's round and it's hard to. It's hard to uh, dry pack those. Yeah. Yeah. So we wet set those. That'll be like, we'll set that front first. We'll get that laid out, get it, drive our postmasters, set our uh, gate post, and then go do the rest of the job. When it comes time to do the gate, man, that gate post is going. I I feel sorry for the guy. I I told Dylan, I said, man, in 10, 15 years of the next storm, if we have to go back and start pulling up these jobs, we're going to have to buy some machinery because. There's no way. You know, never heard of a sawzall. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no way, man. We're gonna have to have a piece of machinery, you know. So, so are you using like a bulldog clamp on the uh, on the three inch pipe? No, man. Well, we're using we're using those uh, uh, two and a half inch. Uh, I think they fought four, ten on or fourteen. I don't know self-tapping screws the ones that you use to to self-tap down your uh your boards for your trailer mm-hmm. so we're using those screws and they work great man um kind of a green color uh you know i don't even know what color they are i've actually never actually seen them i just see it on my list and order it for the guys but uh, 
but it's but the, it's the exact ones that come across the desk. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. So um, it's the exact ones that they use to bolt down the boards on your trailer. And those suckers are badass, man. Um, Easy, <laughs> badass, huh? Uh, they're not made by D and D. <laughs> the badass guys yeah. of the uh, hinges, but no, um, they, they, they work great. And there was a company here in town that was using them. And I was like, man, this fence is like 15 years old. And these suckers are still holding. So I took one out. This was years ago. Brought it to uh, one of our local lumber yards. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's what this is used for. And then when we started doing this process, I was like, man, how are we going to do this? And Dylan's like, well, you know, they got these screws when I used to work at a beetle lumber. And I'm like, dude, those are the same screws that such and such used to use. That's what we need to use. And he's like, yeah, definitely. So that's what we've been using. Haven't had a single problem with them, you know. Nice. I bet they're green. <laughs> Probably so. It sounds like those green ones. <laughs> Chris Gass says it has its cons, such as hoses and the power pack you got to pull around. And it's a bit heavier. I think, yeah, uh, the hydraulic one is. It's uh, it's a heavier. Of course, it hits a lot harder. And uh, if you have a mini skid, you can hook it up to the mini skid hydraulics. And so you can drive around and then, you know, and have long hoses on it. So you're not hauling it around. Well, what are you doing, Kevin? I use gas. We're, we're, in, we're in the beach, man. We're, oh, not, oh, oh, oh. So the speed drill you're using is, is a gas. gas. Yeah, it's a two stroke gas motor. But we're, like I said, most, we'll hit a post sometimes and it, it, it'll drop. Well, I'm not educated on this at all, man. I don't know. I yeah. thought they were all. I thought I thought Skidrill was just the little power pack hydraulic deal, but it's not. It's a brand of different kinds of drivers. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a brand of drivers. They have big ones, little ones, tow behind, air driven, hydraulic. What's that? This is why we do the show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. Driving driving is becoming, from what I've seen at the fence schools, is becoming more and more popular, and it's probably five to ten years if I had to guess before it'll actually be you know all fence styles are going to have it you know be popular driven because you know it's just it's it is easier it's just not very popular up north in, uh, in Canada um, you know that's all they do they all you know because the frost is so the frost line so deep that they, they it's going to heave so they've been driving posts for you know a long long time hey Shane Yarborough from um, he's over here in Memphis yes yes what do you say? He just completed his first driving job, 630 foot. Hey, Shane, congrats, man. Let us know in the comments what it was. It might have been chain link. Um, yeah, what did you drive, man? Was it a Postmaster chain link? Was it vinyl? I think it was a uh, Postmaster, if I, if I remember correctly. I think I saw wow. it. Wow, that's yeah. a step. That's a real step. Yeah, so Jonathan is Let asking the next question. Go ahead. Yeah, our, our our very first drive job, it was noticeably faster. The very first time we drove oh, yeah. chain link, it was like, wow, y'all are done already? Yeah, well before with, lunch. Yeah, yeah, same with the post. I was like, yes, great. And everybody was happy. Everybody was like, oh, we love it. We love it. And then uh, and then they uh, they used to it. Now, now we're looking for the new excitement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, there, and there's some little, the little efficiencies that you can work on. Like uh, when yeah. you're driving those posts, like – when we first started, we would take and line all the posts up, you know, alongside the holes. And then we learned you'd put them from hole to hole. So whenever you put the driver on at the ground, you stand it up, you drive it down. Yeah. yeah. You take the driver off and then you're on the next one. You know, you're not having to walk around to the, you know, put it on, you know, so it's all in how you lay out. You know, so you can really get really efficient and drive. How your guy stands in and puts his foot behind it and hips. Oh, it up. 
yeah. all of it. Yeah, it all matters. So uh, we 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 drove this morning. Um, I saw that about six hundred foot of post. I spaced them twelve foot apart. Um, six foot post. Uh, seven foot. Seven foot. Yeah. yeah. So was that black chain link? No, it was it was just, just the, man, listen, orange, just, orange stuff on it. Yeah, yeah it's just the cheapest. Sure, orange, absolutely. Yeah, you'll go yank it out later. I understand. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get it back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, um, so so you know, it's a it's a deal. So we have an ongoing deal with this contractor. It's four dollars a foot for, for temp fence. You know, whatever it is, and so we was able to roll in there and drive these posts. It's about it was about five feet. It is five or fifty foot. So and twelve foot. That, that was a weird number, but I was like, ah, they don't need to be on tens. You know what I'm saying? So, um, however many posts that was, Kevin, forty five, forty eight. I don't know. It was, it was quite a few posts, but we had that whole thing driven and all that uh, net, and we even went all out. We we literally attached the orange cheap net that you can rip off with freaking uh, you know the easy twist ties the, uh, oh, the yeah. nice ones that you put the drill. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, the, yeah, the really <laughs> nice ones, you know. And we put this nice orange safety net up with those in like three hours, you know what I mean? Like start to finish, lay out everything. And, and literally, uh, 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 like we never doubled back, you know what I'm saying? Um, we just started at one end and went, you know what I'm saying? Never doubled back um, for going, going and putting the, the, the orange net up. But like three hours. And these guys called us, man. I was this. I'm getting off topic here. They called it like 445 last night. Talking about, hey man, we need some safety net. These these freaking this equipment, these bobcats, these, these bulldozers, they're running all over the sewage system, and it's not good. And you know, I was like, well, when do y'all need it? They're like, tomorrow morning. Can you do that? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. we'll do it. I was saying, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, no joke, man. By uh, like fifteen hours later, we had their their fits in. Nice, um, nice. So yeah, but it's driving, man. That's that's what you can do when you can drive. You can get in and get out, and and nobody's tired. Nobody's you know. <laughs> Sure, it's it's at the superior, uh, you know, post. If you can drive it into the ground, I think everybody's came to that conclusion. You know, yes. So, Jonathan's question. I, I need to address this real quick. Um, Jonathan says, "Have you started driving posts for vinyl fence at Jackson Fence?" So Sean came and taught us how to drive um, for vinyl. So that's that's the experience that I've had. Um, but Jonathan, to answer your question, Sean had has told us. If we drive a two and a half inch post, we can then slip a a um, the A shaped post stiffener over that post, and then set our vinyl post over top of it. That's the way I understand it. But Jonathan, I can't answer your question fully because I don't have the experience to, to do so. Maybe Kevin does. Kevin, have you driven vinyl? We have driven vinyl. Uh, we don't do it a lot because it's hard for us to get the extrusions and the size. You know, because you have to have shorter posts. But uh, I've done it in plenty of schools and for special, you know, special occasions. But yeah, we typically will take an eight foot tall post, uh, like a, a two and three eighths post. Well, they have it for inch and seven eighths mm-hmm. post also. But take an eight foot tall one, drive four foot in the ground, leave four foot sticking out, and then put a uh, an eccentric donut on the bottom and an eccentric donut at at the four foot mark. Yeah, and uh, then you slide your 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 vinyl over the top and pound it to die, to height. So I want to hit on this real fast. This is this is this because I feel like we might be leaving the driving conversation soon in this in this discussion. <clears throat> but the same contractors, I was talking about. We we went out and we drove these the safety net this morning. Um, so the same contractor uh, also last night they they had to build this retaining wall that they didn't really see coming. I don't and, then, and when you see the retaining wall, you're like, damn, you didn't see that coming. 
because the retaining wall is like <laughs> 200 foot long. And in the center of it, it's like 30 foot high. I mean, it's really big. You know what I mean? Like, well, y'all didn't see that coming? Wow. Okay. So we're, we're, we're doing a perimeter fence at this property. And it's all an ornamental steel product that we're going to put in. And so the question was brought to us, like, hey, we had to put that retaining wall in, and we need you guys to give us a quote, a change order quote, to put some fence around it um, as a safety barrier to keep, you know, if somebody falls off 30 foot, it's not going to be good, right? And so I'm looking at this fence. I'm like, hey, look, we actually have aluminum. We can we can put up some aluminum, and this, it's going to look just like your steel fence. It's just aluminum. It's not steal, but it's way up there on that hill, so nobody's ever going to know anyways, you know? But my question is, what about that geogrid? I know you guys have geogrid under there, you know? And so when you have a retainer wall, a lot of times the contractor or whoever built the walls, like, hey, you know, we don't want you to dig through this geogrid. And so what do they do? A lot of times they'll ask you to put, you know, hey, can we put a sauna tube in where your post is going to go, you know? Well, I mean, come on now. So you want to put it in? You want me to tell you where to put it in? Like, how's this going to work? Like, you're going to mess this up. 100% guaranteed. You're not going to put it where I need it. 100% guaranteed, you know? Right. Um, and I like, well, just tell me how far apart you're. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that, you know. So while I'm talking to this guy, Sean calls me last night, and I'm like, hey, dude, listen. And then we were on a three way call kind of thing. I'm looking at the wall, contractor left. I can see him. Like, I can still see his headlights. I'm talking to him on the phone. Sean's on the phone. I'm like, hey, look, dude, we have to put aluminum fence up, and there's geogrid, right? And the contractor was like, man, why don't y'all just drive the post? I'm like, man, it's funny you say that because they just came out with that technology. And then, boom, Sean's calling. I'm like, hey, let me patch him in. Like, Sean, listen, this is what we're doing. Can we do this? He was like, yeah. You know? And so we're talking about driving here. And I, you know, I, I think like in a couple of weeks, we're going to be driving aluminum post, the I beam, the, the I, what do they call it? The I post. They call it the, the I post, man. Yeah. 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 So I think we're going to be driving that on top of this freaking retaining wall. Through this damn geogrid. And like that's a whole nother that's a whole nother purpose of this of this driving concept because this geogrid is literally uh this wall is probably thirty foot tall, seriously, in the middle of it. And every eight inches they have a layer of this. So you imagine taking an auger and digging into that shit and the problem that you're gonna create. It's gonna be a mess. And and you're gonna be cussing, you know? And so hopefully we can go out there and just not really mess anything up, not have a hard time, and then just drop our fence down on top of it. I'm just, I'm freaking ecstatic about this, man. I'm so excited. Dude, we so ordered some of those iPosts, man. They're nice. You ordered some? Yeah. Do you have them? Yeah, well, yeah. Look, I need I think some. we use one of them. No, we just ordered like one of each. I wanted to check it out, see how it worked. Um, we were huh? You order a corner post and a, a, an eye post? Yeah, we ordered an eye, an eye post and a corner post. And I was very impressed with them. Right. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to start driving them, man. I really am. So there's a round post alternative as well. So there's the eye post and there's a round post. And one uses a round collar and one uses you know the eye beam. I did see that. And yeah. uh, so there's, there's a couple other options. And uh, we have driven... Uh, what's called a post stiffener okay. um, where we order our aluminum where we make our gate, gate, gate frames. I, um, they have what's called a post stiffener for a two by two post. They have it for the different wall thicknesses, but it's an I beam. Right. And it's made to go inside the post. So we've, I've ordered a couple sticks of that in the past 
and where that was, uh, we have to, you have to cut your post obviously down to size, um, which creates a little bit of waste, but where it was nice is we had like some sprinkler lines that were hard, you know, some real tight areas and like right next to a sidewalk, it makes it nice because you can just drive it in and then you can sleeve right over. And where, where you adjust your height is, is where you put your screw in, you know, into the rail. So you can put that post wherever you want it and then adjust your height then, you know, when you put your screw in. Yeah. Or right below the ground because, uh, like the digger products, uh, it snaps in the rail. And mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. to control the height of it right at the, at the ground level, we, you know, we pound it in the ground like an inch or two, you know, to get it all smooth and, and put a screw right below the ground level to hold the heights. Yeah. See, Sean King says they're switching to air power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So look, the super fencers that he's building, he's putting it on the on, under their hood. There's there's a like a belt driven ETO. I don't know. Yeah, but the truck itself, the engine itself, is sending the power to this unit. Or they would just run a run a hose from this truck and drive. Yeah, they got air compressors. They can put out a lot of CFM. I'm probably butchering that, but that's that's the that's the dirty, the quick and dirty. Sure. Sure. Know? Absolutely. That's the way to do it is to have anything on the truck where you can just pull the lines off of it, you know, and just keep everything on the truck and uh, not have to worry about pulling, you know, compressors off and plugging into houses. And, you know, there's a time for that, but, you know, eventually keep everything on the truck, you know, yeah. Yeah. just, you know, a lot of air hose. There's also a time where you're knocking on the neighbor's door, like, hey, can I borrow some electricity? <laughs> Oh, yeah, we've all been there, absolutely, man. I got 10 bucks on it. Popping breakers in their house, you know, and, you know, nobody's home, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you're you're lucky they got a a freezer full of meat in in the garage. (laughs) And it's 105 degrees outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it spools before five o'clock. <laughs> uh, Robert's got it, man. Look, one one man one one man pounding, one guy prepping for your regular res pose. Use two man for the big long ones. Yeah, you can rock and roll with those pounding. You that really can. Like, that sounds kind of bad. Chris yeah, I think the advantage of the round yeah. posts. Um, I was seeing that old, old VV was in here says do round post with a donut. And the reason why I, I the round post is one we haven't done. And I think um, another thing that I learned down at the NASCA school was uh, this, this old man, Ray, he'd drive the post. But whenever you got done, you noticed they were out a little yes, bit, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But he had this tool that looked almost like a barrier arm where it was just a long piece of pipe and then another piece of pipe that w- was welded down. And the top part had a hook and the bottom part had where it just coupled around the bottom of the pipe. And he could take this lever and just hook it on the pipe. And just lean on it a little bit, and it would just tweak those pot, tweak them in, just you know, perfect. That's something. Yeah, it just it was real easy. You're not sitting there trying to you know press on it and you know lean back and forth and try to get those posts straight. It was just a simple you know this ninety year old something man you know was leaning on these things, straightening them out. And so with a round post, I could see where that'd be an advantage because it's hard to drive them exactly straight. With right. a square post, sometimes you got some deflection. And, uh, I always just tell people, like, look, man, do you understand the earth is spinning a thousand miles per hour? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> for it to be this straight, that's pretty good. <laughs> need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you. Hey man, talk about switching <laughs> gears. Uh, I see Chris Steele here saying, "Hey, fence fam, 
uh, Ken and I were talking about a, a situation that Chris went through. I don't know. Are you, are you staying in fence, um, Kevin? No, no. Our experience was staying in fence. Uh, we did stay for about six months until we ended up having to detail a couple of cars and clean a, <laughs> clean a stucco house. And then, so the the, uh, the two staining rigs that we had, they're in the uh, they're in the eighteen wheeler. They're they're packed away with a lot of ready seal that we bought. Because uh, supposedly it was goof proof uh, that the brand that we were using was a large, you know, ready seal. Had met Kevin Nelson, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, they hadn't <laughs> met our guys because you got to mix that stuff. So they did a black fence and it came out really dark and then started going lighter and then lighter and the customer liked it. But then we could never get it dark. So it took like three times as much material. And they painted half a block. And I was like, hey, you know what? We're going to stick to what we do. We're not we're not doing decks anymore. We're not doing pergolas. We're not going to stain, you know. Amen. You know, there's a lot of people at. that do a lot of shit, man. And it's there's a lot of truth to just saying, hey, we're going to be a really good fence company. Let's stick to what we're good at. You know, so we're going to outsource everything else. If you want it stained, I got a guy for that. <laughs> if you want it, if you want it welded, I got a guy for that. If you want it excavated, I got a guy for that. If you want the tree line removed, I got a guy for that. You know? Man, I can't get away from the stain. It's like stain is running in Dylan's blood. He loves it. Um I wish I had a guy that could pick it up and run with it. You know, I, I mean, it's it's a great lucrative, and it would be we could sell it right on the backside, no problem. You know. So the expert product, man, I don't think you would have had that problem with the black. But what I'm mostly interested in, Kevin and Dan, is is the whole pre-staining. And look, Kenny Duggan, Cliff, there's other people I'm talking about it. The pre-staining, you eliminate all those variables of the wind, yeah, the spotchiness. You you you, you dip it in the wind, put it up, and take it out. And it sounds like my initial observation of this presentation was like, damn, that sounds like a lot, lot of work at the shop. You know, yeah. who has time to do this? You know, you got to take nice. your lumber, dry it out. Then you got to, once it's dry, then you got to dip it and just set it up, let it dry again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, damn. Try figuring you know? the damn labor costs on that. You know, when you exactly. haven't done one, exactly. it's a lot right. of, a lot of trial and error. But the idea that you don't have to worry about a pool, a house, the neighbor's cars, or 19 cars, like Chris Steele. Did you ever tell the story about Chris Steele? What no, man. Dude, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I see Chris. He's like, so will you stain, guys? Uh, we got stained on 19 cars. <laughs> Apparently, it was like a parking lot or something. I'm, now, I'm just shooting from the hip, we and don't. we don't know exactly, but... This is where the problem came in, and I started texting Dylan about it. I sent him a screenshot of it, and I was like, bro, this is what I'm talking about. This is my fear with staying, you know? And the good news is is Caleb and those guys at Stain and Seal Experts, they're going uh, to train you right. Mm-hmm. Dylan's like, look, all you got to do is this. I already know what needs to be done. You know, I talked to Kenny Dugan. All you got to do is this. Whenever I throw something at him, I'm constantly throwing shit at him about it, you know. And but where the problem came in was is the cars that got staying on them were not not the customer cars, not the customer's cars. So here you are. You have you have no contract power there. Right. So how do you how do you deal with that? You know. How, how do you, how do you deal with that? And I guess that what that comes from is being careful, knowing what you're doing, making sure you're testing the wind, because there's guys staining every day that aren't staining cars, you know. 
So let's talk about Ozark Fence and and the the, the staining university that happened there. Now, if you remember, Dan, uh, uh, Dylan and and, and Zach, they they went to this training seminar, right? And it was windy. Am I right? Yeah. You know what they did? They rolled it on. They rolled it on. They said, hey, it's too windy. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. You know, and apparently, I can tell you this much, Chris knows now when to fold them. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, um, hey, Chris, I hate it for you, man, but thank it's you for sweet. sharing because really it's like, okay, we need to make sure we cover this in our contract. We need to make sure, you know, I mean, what do we do? Do we let the neighbors know? No. Putting it need... in the contract doesn't help when the when the, when the cars are 300 feet away. Though. Exactly. It doesn't help anything. That's a so, different person. That's a civilian that has nothing to do with right. the, with the So I fear like, I feel like, the way to approach that is, is, hey, it's too windy. We're not staying in the day. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Or, 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 what is too windy? Out. You got to figure that out. It's all going to be trial and error. It's like any painter does. You know, like what any is, other painter would do. You're going to watch the wind, watch the weather, watch the rain. They you know, become, you know. I could have I slapped Dylan when he's like, hey, you just chalk it up to the game. And I was like, oh, this little son of a bitch. But he's right, right? <laughs> yes. You do just chalk it up to the game and go, hey. What was the wind doing that day? What, what, what were the variables? What was going on? All right, we're not doing that again. And guess what? That's how I learned how to build fence. It, you know? If it's a, you got to put your fishing poles up because if it's a good day to go fishing, it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, we had the moisture, moisture meters, and we, you know, we were reading them, making sure the moisture content was down by 13%, you know, and uh, we, were, we went through the whole shebang and, you know, Ready Seal came into town and they started, you know, they, they did a little class and all that. But um, like I said, it's just uh, it was a whole nother variable that, uh, you know, I wish we could, you know, you could do I could find somebody like a good staining company or a good painter that could do it, you know, because, you know, but, uh, oh, no, man, Kenny Dugan does it every day, all day. He sprays them. He pre-stains them. And you know what? He's not paying to detail people's cars. We know why? Right. Because sure, he's sure. been doing it and he's figured it out. So sure. I totally get it, man. It's it's like anything else. It's like driving post, driving postmasters. You know what? At first we thought we could just drive, 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 drive. Well, we learned out that sometimes you just can't drive them. Right. And you learn that lesson. You, sure, you have to care have concrete. You know, there's, yeah, you'll always learn that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So man, you, um, you did the AFA school in Tampa, mm-hmm. which was yeah. just recently, correct? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was last week. Yeah, it was last week, and it was a um, it was a, a on the road training, uh, a lot like what they did whenever I um, I met you in Nebraska. Uh, it was just that you know, as a shorter a short Dude, little class. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I thought about when they said you had the wheels. Uh, you had the key. You had the. You were driving. Made me think that uh, finally I'm not having to cart you around because uh, I remember in Nebraska. Yeah, uh, Kevin. Was, Kevin was like our Uber driver. He's like, I got a car. Y'all don't need. We one. met him at Nebraska International, and he had like a like a Toyota Camry or something <laughs> smaller, smaller than Sorry, that. Yeah, it was a small rental, but it's a car nonetheless. Hell yeah! And I had yeah. nothing. He was like, man, do you need a ride? I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's a. It was a smaller. It's a smaller uh, training than the week long. Uh, class like they did in Texas, like the AFA did in Texas. Uh-huh. But it's a, so they just did vinyl and chain link. And uh, yeah, uh, Ken Throckmorton, he was, uh, he, he talked me into doing it again. And uh, so just down in Tampa. So we, uh, me well, and that's Dwight, his winter home. He was at home. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's no coincidence that it's in Tampa. Right, right. And he's pushing this next one uh, right there by his house in Ohio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tampa and Ohio. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't blame him. Hey, I mean, hats off to Ken. He, he travels all over the country. West. Yeah. Hey, imagine being Ken Throckmorton, right? All your friends of Facebook are from like 20 miles from the Canadian border. You're down in Florida. You're looking at all their pictures, and they're in snow, and they're plowing and shoveling snow, and Ken's drinking Mai Tais at the pool in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't it was in Brandon, Florida, so it wasn't exactly, uh, you know, like uh, nice Florida, like like on the coast. But, uh, so it was inland quite a ways. But, no, it was good nonetheless, and there was a lot of great students, a really good class, and they also taught a uh, gate automation class. So um, yeah, it was at the uh, Merchant Metals down there in Tampa. Okay. So so they uh, they got to show uh, some of the you know the welding machines and some nice. of the uh, extrusion process and the CNC you know process. So the students really got a you know good hands on of you know nice. idea. So yeah, it's it's a good class, and uh, I encourage anybody that uh, you know wants to further their education that uh, any of the associations are. And then the NAFCA actually has a school coming up. Uh, I wish I could make it. it's down here in. Uh, uh, Sebring, yeah, Sebring Forest, like two, two, three weeks, and uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make that. But uh, yeah, any of these schools, man, it's a, it's a great, you know, it's a great cause. And pretty you know, it's fun just going out and meeting people and, and and just the conversations that arise, you know. Sure, sure. When I started, I had to pay to be a uh, a student, you know, and it's, it's not cheap to go to these things and paying mm-hmm. to have some of your team members go. Um, but now, luckily, you know, Ken Ken offered to for me to go teach, you know, and pass some of this knowledge on. So, uh, yeah, a stipend, huh? Yeah, no stipend yet, but uh, I, at least they cover the room. Oh, you know, and uh, yeah, now I give that's my that's kind of my little give back, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But stipend that's the first time, yeah, I remember you talking to me about that in uh, Texas. Hush, yeah. this was hush, hush. yeah, so, uh, yeah. No, yeah I, I, didn't, I didn't get any stipend <laughs> when I did the Baton Rouge, no, no, uh, but uh. No, it's Tanny, you were there. I, mean, I get back what I give in, you know, almost all the time, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, we need everybody from you know investors that want to buy defense companies to salesmen to installers to you know all types of people go to these classes. Would you sell your fence company? Well, oh, you gotta love when the breaking news just pops up out of nowhere and interrupts everything, huh? <laughs> perfect timing Dan. Perfect, perfect timing hey guys we got a great one tonight this is pretty funny lady gets a new fence and the next day finds a bear in her california family's backyard that he and he's taking a dip in the pool on a rainy day she just got a brand new fence what's up with that right so very short article guys a california woman captured a video of a large bear that braved the rainy weather to take a swim in her family's backyard pool just after she got a brand new fence. She's thinking, I have a fence. How did this bear get in? <laughs> she spotted an uninvited trespasser in her, in her family's backyard on Saturday. Uh, the video shows a large black bear swimming in her, swimming a few laps in her family's pool. She recorded the moment, shook off the water, and the bear just wandered off. And guess what? 
climbed the brand new fence she had. The fence was not harmed. Hey, thank you, Bear. <laughs> thank you, Bear, for not harming the fence. But I think it's kind of funny. The lady figured, hey, I got a new fence. How's this bear in here? Is the fence the bear in? <laughs> no, uh-uh, I don't believe so. Anyway, I guys. I saw that video of the bear climbing over Tyndall Air Force Base here. We had a chain link uh, fence. There was a bear that climbed right over it. Was, it went viral. Really? But, uh, what yeah, kind of bears in Florida? Oh, brown bear, black bear. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. They do. Hey, guys, breaking news is brought to you by D&D Technologies, the name brand and gate hardware, creator of the Magna Latch and the Shut It Badass Hinge. If it doesn't say D&D, it's not badass. badass. Can't beat that, Look, guys. There's, there's probably like 70 to 80 different <laughs> varieties of hinges and, 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 and that's just hinges. And then they got latches. Me and Dan was on the damn website earlier today just browsing like, damn, look at this, look at that, look at this, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of different engines. There's a lot, man. There's a lot. It's like literally one for every application. Every application. Yeah. They even have door hinges. Like regular closet door, bedroom door hinges. Okay? I don't know nothing about that life. But yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um... <clears throat> Also, I just want to give a quick shout out, man, if y'all don't mind, to my friends, Caleb and Ashley Roth over at Expert Stain and Seal. We talked a lot about staining, but seriously, man, if you want a, if you want a easy to use product, check out Expert Stain and Seal. I've seen the demonstration. Uh, I'm not going to sit here in front. I've not really used the product. I haven't. Okay, that's what it is. But the product goes on great. I've smelled the product. It doesn't smell at all. It's, it's super smooth. But what I can say is Ashley and Caleb, some of the nicest, kindest, most sincere people in the industry, and that says a whole lot. Now, um, we were talking about staining fences a while ago, and we use a guy. His name is Stephen Estep. His company is called Easy Stain. Also, one of the nicest families, him and his wife, Marissa, they stain our fences for us, and they use nothing but expert stain and seal. And so I sell that product just like as, as though I'm going to put it on myself. However, we allow Stephen to do this job for us. Um, but we're, we're you know fully equipped with the brochures, the literature, the talking points, why expert is a way to go and who the uh, the local dealer, the local installer should be for that product. So um, Caleb over at expert, Stephen over at easy thing. That's my combination. I love it a whole lot. Um, also another winning combination that I have now is my salesman. My salesman now guys is also opened up to selling fence stain jobs yep. through their software. And we're getting customers every week selecting the fence stain option. Now I will say a lot of them are thinking that they're selecting the wood fence option. I'm like, no, it says stain. Do you not see a stain <laughs> on there? Um, but there is an option uh, that you can measure your the perimeter of your fence via my salesman uh, and get a free instant online quote using the tool uh, to stain your fence. Now, so we use all of that stuff, and, and that's one way that we're making our business efficient and faster and better. And Dan and I, we were talking earlier about the speed of business, and we use my salesman so that we can get the customers fast. And half the time, customers already have the answer before we talk to them uh, due to our website that that, that is built, uh, managed, and designed by Benji over at Clever Fox and the tool, my salesman. So it's just a winning combination, a winning formula. And, and also, I've got to give a shout out to Fence Track, Brett over at Fence Track, making high quality products. Uh, Fence Track also has sponsored these Fence Life license plates that we're giving away. Um, and Dan, you want to talk about the giveaway? Yeah, man. We, uh, 
we're doing swag kit giveaways. Go to uh, myfencelife.com, scroll down to the bottom to the uh, contact list or to contact us. Pick, I want some fence swag. And uh, we'll go ahead and we're going to send you one of these license plates. Dude, I got one on the front of my truck. It looks nice, nice black and white. I did too, bro. I did we also have um, all of our partners, D&D, Expert Stainless Steel, uh, Southwest Automated, uh, my salesman, Clever Fox, all those guys have given us swag. So we're sending that to you free of charge, guys. You just got to go fill out the deal. We had 45 last time I checked, and I saw a couple come through this week that I haven't added to the list. Uh, we sent out a couple, but I didn't like the way the shipping worked. So we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and figure out a different little shipping way. But yeah, we got shirts, we got hats we got fence signs we got sas in his pocket knives and dnd's got camouflage hat. dude we got all kinds of stuff right expert stain and steel has um sent us uh brochures they've even sent us what normally i think you have to pay for them the uh stain and seal um the sample samples Watch yeah yeah, man, no, it's just good stuff. Pass. I don't have any more. I give them away really, really quick, and they don't, they don't come back. I'm like, look, I need this. Take it. Take now, granted, we're still waiting on our My Fence Life stickers to come in. Uh, we ordered some and had to send them back because they forgot to do the crack and peel on the back, and it was like, I don't know, an act of Congress to get the sticker to come off. I was like, oh, we can't have this. <laughs> we thought we could make it ride, but it wouldn't ride, so we're waiting on those babies to come in. Right. So, anyway, nice. good stuff, man. Nice. Got to cover all that. Can you want to do a recap? What we talked oh, about? We talked man. about pounding a lot. A lot of pounding Kevin, going do you have on. Anything, do you have anything that you want to want to leave us with before we just cut this off? Are you Irish? No, no, I don't. I don't believe I am Irish. My wife uh-huh. is on her side, but uh, no. And you're not. No, no Irish in my uh, in my bloodline. Um, no, not that I know of. Just, uh, just lucky, I guess. My daughter has red hair and I have a red beard, so I guess it's got to be, so you know, red hair's got to be somewhere. I guess assume yeah. it's all red hair comes from Ireland, huh? Yeah, I don't know. We were talking about that earlier. We were like, hey, um, is he Irish? <laughs> I do. And yeah, guys, uh, Robert's asking, do we ship to Canada? Robert, I got your deal. And no, we have not shipped yours out yet, but we are shipping the uh, to Canada, and we got the uh, contact form fixed to where it takes international uh, shipping addresses. So, yes, sir. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Well, hey, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, Kevin, thank you for being here with thank us, you. man. Thank you, we appreciate you, man. And uh, hey, look, we will catch up with you later. We're going to wipe you off the show real quick, and Ken and I are going to take care of some business. All right. Well, thank you, guys. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate you having on having yeah. you on. Yeah. Hey, Robert. Looker, uh, Robert's asking if he should apply again for the swag. Robert, no, there's no need. We still have your info. Um, we just uh, we haven't come up with the money yet to figure out how to get it across. <laughs> yeah, we got it. There's like special stuff you got to do to ship across the border, man. Yeah. No, honestly, uh, we did some shipping with some things, and I didn't like the way the hats were fitting, so I'm looking for different boxes, and I think I found those today. I don't want to send y'all guys hats, and they're all smashed, and the bill's <laughs> messed up. It's just like, ah, I can't do this. No. So I sent like three, four of them out, and I'm like, I'm not doing this no more. So anyway, hey, you'll man, be getting this soon. Uh, 
Dan, I love I love talking to Kevin, man. So Hip Square. So guys, look, what the hell is Hip Square? Hip Square, uh, you heard it here. Somebody in this family owned a head shop. And all these people would come to this head shop and it became an it became to be known as the Hip Square. And so the name Hip Square uh was derived from an old store, an old family store. And so now they've just spun that into the name of the fence company. So I like it. It does not have anything to do with being just enough ghetto to be cool. <laughs> Your mama jokes, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think I think the takeaway, Dan, um as far as as far as I can really recall is we talked a whole lot about driving, man. We talked about uh the Titan, we talked about the Rhino, we talked about the Sky Drill. And um so I got educated tonight about the Sky Drill. There's there's multiple different options of Sky Drill. There's hydraulic there's gas, and evidently Sean King was chiming in. There's air. So there's three different types of uh, sky drill. I guess three different drive mechanisms uh, of, of these units. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. that's gas, that's air, that's hydraulic. Um, Kevin is using using the gas-powered sky drill. Um, he, he likes it. He says it hits harder. Um, and, yeah, he has a freaking extremely long throttle cable so that he doesn't have to climb up and uh, hold on to that cable hold on that trigger with with a ladder and he said something about a come along earlier how he keeps the thing from jumping off i didn't really understand that i should have followed up with him on that part we're gonna need a tiktok video on that yeah so kevin if you're listening uh we need to see a tiktok video of you using the come along to make sure that the driver doesn't jump off because we need that safety precaution Uh, (laughs) so you want to know you want to know what i'm glad we did not uh talk about that uh san francisco 49ers hat you're wearing Oh, you didn't talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. I was I was actually going to close the show out by saying, Cowboys suck, go Niners, go Brock Purdy. Hey, look, I'm not a 49ers fan, but whoever is playing Dallas, uh, I'm a fan. Win, baby, win. So I will be rooting for the 49ers. That's a long, that's a long-standing rival, man. That goes way back, really, nineties. Oh, hell yeah! I could not, I can't root for uh, the Vikings. Because Listen, they man, took us out of the our, Super Bowl chance. Our quarterback was the last draft pick of the 2022. I know. Draft. I know. Who's that, Purdy? Mr. Irrelevant. So, like, how in the hell could anybody root against Mr. Irrelevant winning the Super Bowl? Like, how is that possible? Go Brock yeah. Purdy. Yeah, I think it's good, man. I think it's good. Well, look, dude, it was great hanging out with you. I missed you last week. Yes. Thank you, Susan, again. Yeah. Thanks, Susan. And, uh, Cannon, I think uh, we'll just call it a day, bro. I'm good. I'm ready to go home to mama. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Don't drink. Don't drive. Do the watermelon crow. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors. Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor, and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control, and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal Shut It Badass Hitch. And Benji with Clever Fox.online, helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at MyFenceLife. 
The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. Thank you.